The following is a presentation of the Retro Network. 3D podcast i am one of your hosts my name is jimmy and with me as always is the other host of the show tag hola jaime hola tag <laughs> and on this podcast we celebrate the iconic tv show the brady bunch as we break down the bunch one episode at a time what we do tag as you know mm-hmm. we break it down mm. we dress it up like a matador mm. tell it it's gonna be a star only for it to completely fuck us over because it has quote unquote feelings and wants to quote unquote be itself. <laughs> All for you, the listener. What a On today's episode, we look at season five, episode one, entitled Adios Bra Johnny Bravo. <laughs> if you haven't watched this episode, please feel free to stop the podcast and go watch it before continuing. You don't have to, but it might make it just a little bit, just a hell of a lot more funny if you do, or just a little bit, but we think it's a hell of a lot more funny. Anyways, <laughs> The Brady Bunch is available to stream on Hulu, CBS All Access, Paramount Plus, and Amazon Prime. And also, this episode has been brought to you by... Jim Larison. <laughs> Bing. <laughs> because, you know, this episode is not available anywhere. No, it's only available through Jim Larison. Jim Larison. Bing. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God. So, how's it been? So what's going on? I haven't talked to you like in six weeks. Well, yeah, I haven't talked to you on Facebook or on FaceTime in six weeks. <laughs> right. I've talked to you the last six weeks. It hasn't been the same. It's kind of like after like a week, me and Tech were like, okay, we miss recording. Like, <laughs> I know. <laughs> I've been so excited about tonight for a while. I've been like, oh, we get to record again. I'm so excited. <laughs> and I just can't hide it. You're about to lose control and you just can't fight it? <laughs> No, I think I like it. Oh, you think you like that's it? Yeah. Well, that, that was the Jimmy Klein Mega Mix. That's what yeah. that was. So, what's happened since then? So, it's twenty twenty two now. Christmas happened. New Year's yes. happened. We haven't yeah. done this since last year. Damn, dang. <laughs> so how how was your for all the people listening? How was your Christmas? I say that because I know how your Christmas was, but how was your Christmas? <laughs> it was good. It was uh, fine as wine, kind of chatty. You know? <laughs> oh, dang. <laughs> You remembered uh, after all this time. <laughs> yeah, no, it was good. I mean, Christmas just, you know, hung with the boy and uh, did Christmas. And then New Year's, I uh, sat at home, stayed up, watched the ball drop, and then went to bed. Sounds like you made them holidays your bitch. I did. How was yours? Hell yeah. It was all right. Not too bad. I got a powder coating kit I've been wanting for a long time, so that's pretty cool. Oh, good. Yeah. Other than that, we... we I think we sat here watching, watching. I think a Marvel movie or something on New Year's Eve, <laughs> and we paused it. We're like, "Oh, Happy New Year!" I guess like, and that was about it. <laughs> oh, and I got wild and crazy and drank sparkling grape juice. 
Ooh. I didn't drive though, so I was good. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I didn't drink anything. Yeah. I mean, I probably you didn't drink, drink water. anything. Aren't you dehydrated? <laughs> I'm sure I drank water or something, but yeah. Right on. Yeah. Um, well, actually, I probably drank Coke Zero, but I'll have you know, Jimmy, I haven't had soda in like over a month now. So. Wow. Very. Mm-hmm. I, when you when I heard this, I thought you were going to say something else, but you said soda. So, okay. What did you think <laughs> I was going to say? <laughs> I haven't had s- Oh, <laughs> yeah. That's what I heard in my head. No, but that's good. That's awesome. I've been trying to cut down on soda I drink because, you know, I'm... Us Klein people are thirsty people, as Tex says. And, um, <laughs> you are thirsty people. <laughs> let, me, so let, I, me tell, let me fill this in. Oh, this yeah, is weird. Yeah. It's not like they just drink a lot. That's not a thing. I mean, a lot of people do that. No, this is well, what's some weird of my about, relatives did. <laughs> well, yeah. Yes. You know what I mean? I yes. mean, they're not always drinking something. It's the fact that <laughs> Jimmy... <laughs> <laughs> and it's not just him. I've seen his sister do it. I've seen yep. his brother do it. They would like go in the kitchen, get a glass, yep. <laughs> and put iced tea and ice in it, and then take it in the car and drive somewhere. That's yeah, weird. You've never done that? <laughs> it's weird. No. Uh, us Klein people are the reason <laughs> they made Yeti cups. It's for we are, we are the reason. <laughs> yeah, I can see that having something with a lid on it or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I gotcha. I've done that before. Many times. <laughs> but, we brought it to a new level. Like, nope. <laughs> I want the whole world to see the crystal glasses we have at home. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm leaving the house with this Smurf glass. <laughs> no, but I used to drink a shit ton of soda, like a lot of soda. Oh, yeah, me too. And, like, Tack can see it, but you guys can't. I, this is a one liter water bottle. See it? Mm-hmm. Um, this is probably Mine's like a, a one liter sparkling water. Well, I, I refill this like three times a day drinking water. So yeah. I think three liters, I think is a gallon. So I've been drinking uh, for the past like two or three months. I've been drinking like a gallon a day. So yeah, yeah. I've been drinking a lot of water, a lot more water than soda. Cool. I try to drink cool. one of these for every soda I drink in the daytime. Nice. So yeah, this took a Very quick good. turn from holidays to <laughs> old man water drinking habits. <laughs> so, Are we talking about cool. my sciatic? No. <laughs> um, <laughs> that's a pain in the butt. <laughs> No, uh, yeah. So, yeah, I want to take uh, get a little more serious about my weight loss. This is getting a little out of control. Yeah. So, is that is that like a New Year's resolution kind of thing? Is that where that's coming from? It's just, um, my, I don't really have a New Year's resolution, but it's really just, it's an, kind of a broad one. It's just be um, happier and healthier. That's all. Right. Yeah. I can agree with that. Yeah. Yeah. For the past like six weeks, I've been saying I'm going to start going to the gym. So, yeah. I just need some cardio. I mean, I got the bike now. I've been taking it out. Not as much as I'd like, but I have been going out on it. So right. I enjoy strength yeah. training. I enjoy I don't think anybody enjoys cardio. Well, maybe some people do. Nobody but I does. As long no. as it's fun cardio, you know, if you find something fun to do, you know, like racquetball or something like that, you know, right. like that's fun. Yeah. I mean, I, I, when I was going to the gym regularly, I, I, I felt really good all the time. And as good as you feel going to the gym, you feel that bad when you stop. Like it legit, it's kind of like eating and drinking water. Like you get to the point where you're really addicted to it and you want to do it all the time. So, yeah. So I need to start yeah. going back to the gym. All right, cool. Well, yeah. this has been uh, a long and boring conversation seeing that it's a season <laughs> premiere. So, <No>. uh, 
<laughs> so, so talking about the episode, talking about the episode, yeah. uh, what'd you think of the episode? I, I had heard of Johnny Bravo, obviously, cause they, I think they make fun of him in the parody movies, but, uh, yeah. what, what did you think of this episode? Just, it, just, I mean, overall, did you like it? Did you like it? Was it cool? Not cool? <laughs> it's kind of weird. We were talking about the beginning of the episode. Usually we talk about that at the end, but, um, I mean, I like it because I remember watching this episode when I was a kid and I haven't seen it since I was a kid, but I always remember when they played back his recording in the studio, I remember right. hearing it going, I like that. Like it sounded good. <laughs> and then he was like, this is stupid. You know? And I remember, and I always wanted to hear it again. So when I watched this episode, I finally got to hear it again. And I still agree his vocal sounded good. I mean, it was just a slapback. It was all, it was on his voice. Yeah, yeah. Along with like really regular, like, you know, the, obviously the importance to like compression and stuff like that you have to have, but, but he just had like a slapback effect on it and it just sounded good. I liked it. Yeah. I didn't think it sounded that much better or worse than the song they sang at the beginning. Yeah. Like to me, it still sounded like Greg. It was just a different song, different style. I didn't really, I didn't think it sounded exceptionally good, but I didn't think it sounded bad either. Just, yeah. I didn't really get why he was making a big deal about it. I was just like, yeah, it's, it's yeah. you. <laughs> it's, a, it's a Greg Brady song. I don't, I don't want to, I don't know what I can tell you. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, I like this episode. It's good. I'm glad I finally watched this episode because I've seen the parody movies and I got the whole Johnny Bravo. But um, mm-hmm. it's cool seeing the episode. So, <laughs> yeah, cool. All right. Well, I guess on that note, because mm-hmm. oh. it's it's been a while. It's been like ten minutes and forty six seconds. <laughs> so uh, I know every time I do this, probably at least one person out there that looks at their car radio is like, no, it's not. <laughs> well, we edit, so sorry yeah. about that. Um, <laughs> so uh, we're going to take our first break, and when we get back, uh, yeah. we're going to get into this. So, uh, mm. so yeah, so we'll be back. We are back. Mm, okay. Mm. Okay. We have the Brady Bunch season five, episode one entitled Adios, Johnny Bravo. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get back into this. Facts about the episode. It first aired September 14th, 1973. Mm. Written by Joanna Lee and directed by Jerry London. Mm. According to IMDb, Playboy Playmate Claudia Jennings played talent scout Tammy Cutler. Years later, the role would be recreated by Eve Plum in a live stage stage show based on the TV series. Hmm. Wow. I didn't know about that, but wow. (laughs) I I looked into this Claudia Jennings. Yeah. It, it's it, do you I looked into her too. Huh? Oh, did, you, did you see how she he she passed away? Unfortunately she passed away in nineteen seventy nine. She died in a car accident. She's only twenty nine years old. Sucks. Damn, she she died yeah. just shortly after this episode. Well no, she died in seventy nine. This was six I mean, years after this episode, yeah. <laughs> but it's still pretty sad close though. to it wasn't like two thousand twelve or something, you know. Yeah. The well, title refers to the stage name forced upon and ultimately rejected by Greg and would later become a 1990s cartoon character on Cartoon mm-hmm. Network. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. At the end, when the Bradys are singing good time music, the music gets faster and slower in certain parts. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. Wow. <laughs> 
Okay, are you ready? Yep, I'm ready. We fade in. I love fading in. I do, I do too. I missed fading in. Scene one. We open to see a television studio. Greg, super serious, has a microphone and is singing his heart out. Played, I never stayed to listen. It seemed my life was always out of tune. Mm. As he walks around the stage, grooving to his groovy tones, we see that he's being backed up by his siblings. Mm. This time, not in matching outfits, but in their regular street clothes. Mm. When he gets to the chorus, he turns around swiftly as the kids all begin their synchronized choreography, similar to their previous numbers. Hmm. When he gets to the romantic part of the chorus, he leans in <laughs> and begins to serenade Cindy, <laughs> who's grin, <laughs> who just grins back at him while singing backup. <laughs> After the chorus... Greg walks downstage and begins singing to the audience that consists of some studio executives, a studio audience, and a blonde in the front row of the audience who seems especially interested in Greg's performance. (laughs) He then walks up next to Marsha and begins serenading her. (laughs) And you know, she gave him the smile. (laughs) You know what I'm talking about. He then begins... Oh, he doesn't. He then walks around behind the siblings and steps onto the platform to join him. Now with his siblings in front of him dancing, he sings and dances along behind him. At one point, he seems to notice the blonde grooving along with him. He gives her a smile and gets back to singing and grooving. <laughs> we then get a shot of a studio executive who especially seems interested in Greg. I don't know if you noticed that, but he's like, yeah. <laughs> As the song wraps up, the studio executive steps forward saying, Terrific audition, kids, as the blonde jumps up from her seat and runs to greet him. After the kids all thank him for his compliments, he tells him, You got yourself a spot for next Saturday's show. Mm. To which all the kids cheer. He then tells them to be there at noon, to which Greg responds, We'll be there before noon. Ooh. Oh, shit. So professional. As the kids are exiting the studio, they are stopped by the blonde from the audience. She stops Greg, shakes his hand, and introduces herself as Tammy Cutler. Mm. She then asks Greg if anyone has ever told him that his profile would look great on an album cover. Mm. After convincing Greg that she's serious, she asks Greg if he has an agent. Greg confused says, no. So Tammy reaches into her purse and pulls out a business card and tells Greg to call her tomorrow morning at 10 a.m. Greg looks enthusiastic as he says, sure, as his siblings just stare on in disbelief. Tammy says bye and walks away as Greg just stares. All the kids surround Greg trying to get a glimpse of the business card he was left as Marsha, of course, asks, who was that girl, Greg? Do you know? Anyways, yeah. Greg was that. Yeah. Who was that, that bitch? Greg responds, telling Marsha that it wasn't just a girl; it was an agent. Mm. Peter reads off big hit management company. 
<laughs> Greg then announces to his siblings that she wants them to call her tomorrow morning at 10 a.m. All the kids get excited. <laughs> so yeah, I wrote down like, is he trying to fuck his little sister? <laughs> I think he's trying to fuck. Uh, well, you notice he didn't. Um, never mind. I'll, I'll let you finish your thought. Go ahead. No, well, I got I mean, the same feeling. Like I thought it was real. You could tell Cindy was even uncomfortable. She's like, <laughs> just fucking sing the audience, please. <laughs> he's like singing to Cindy about love. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and then like after Tammy like talks to Greg. And Jan's like, what did she say? And she was literally like two and a half feet from yeah, were, like <laughs> <laughs> You couldn't hear her? Like, anyways. Um, so rumor has it, he was asked to sing next to Jan. And he was like, fuck that. Because <laughs> she's the only one he didn't sing to. Like, you know. Um, <laughs> and why the hell would they be there before noon? That just burdens the people that have to be there. Like, what the fuck? Like, okay, now we got to come into work early. Because you decided you want to be here before noontime. Like, I got <laughs> well, shit sure. to do. Like, I'm sure everybody's going to be there earlier than that. <laughs> <laughs> we don't want you and all your brothers and sisters running around here before noontime. We got shit to do. Like, no, be there at noon, please. Like, um, <laughs> so yeah, that's it. <sighs> that's funny. That was, a, that was very descriptive about the... I wouldn't have written out all the choreography. I wouldn't have just been like, and they oh. sing their fucking song, and then they like it. And then when as soon as they're done, you know... Uh, now so, you know why I was like... <laughs> no, I'm com- I'm commending you. I'm like, that's good. <laughs> Scene two. Back at the Brady residence, we see Carol in the den arranging some flowers while Alice straightens up behind her when suddenly all the kids come running in to t- and talking all at the same time. Cindy finally says, Mom, we've got some terrific news. Jan announces, it happened. (laughs) Carol confused as, what happened? (laughs) Greg fucks Cindy. No. Um, (laughs) Jan replies, the fantastic news. Alice quips, well, that clears that up. (laughs) Carol guesses, I bet you all, <laughs> I bet you're all going to be on Hal Burton's TV show. Marsha tells Kira, yeah, well, yeah, but that's not it. <laughs> it's even more exciting than that. The kids then begin talking amongst themselves about the exciting news with Jane announcing, I've got to call Carrie. She's going to faint when she hears this. Carol, beginning to throw a tantrum, <laughs> being left out of the news, asks, here's what? Jan responds, the fantastic news. <laughs> Alice, perhaps feeling like Carol finally understands what she goes through, says, this is where I came in. Bobby, Cindy, Jan, and Peter all run off to call their friends as Carol turns to Greg and Marcia saying, oh, come on. Will someone please tell me what is going on? <laughs> Marcia answers, we're just the hottest new singing group in town, that's all. <laughs> Greg interrupts telling Marsha not to get carried away. He then begins telling Carol the story, saying, After we auditioned for Hal Martin, this really attractive girl came up to me. <laughs> Marsha interrupts again, saying, And she just turned out to be an agent, so don't get carried away, Greg. Exactly, yeah. Right. <laughs> no. She wasn't a girl, she was an agent, Greg. An attractive <laughs> agent came up to you. <laughs> Greg continues telling Carol and she wants us to phone her in the morning. Marcia thinks for a moment saying, morning, morning. 
and I don't have a thing to wear. As Marsha runs out of the room to find something to wear, Alice says, well, there's a switch dressing up for a phone call. (laughs) Carol turns to Greg and says, well, congratulations. It sounds like you kids have had a really exciting day. Greg simply answers, it has been. Thanks, Mom. And leaves the room. Alice walks over to Carol and says, congratulations, Mrs. Brady. To which Carol actually says, thanks, Alice. You know, as if she fucking did anything to deserve a congrats. (laughs) Carol goes on to say, I couldn't be more proud if I were the mother of a Mormon tabernacle choir. And they both just laugh. (laughs) Did you notice how Carol rolled her eyes when Greg said an attractive girl came up to him? <laughs> no. <laughs> she was just like, oh, geez. But if it was Marsha and some like an attractive adult guy, she'd be like all fucking proud of Marsha. <laughs> so, um, and again, why did Carol think she deserved congrats? Like what? You I mean, like know, if, if my kids accomplish something and somebody was like, oh, Jimmy, congrats. I'd be like, don't congratulate me. Congratulate the kids. The other ones that don't work. I didn't do anything. <laughs> Well, like, let's say, like, um, your son gets accepted to Harvard, you know? Right. And that's a big deal. It's like, congratulations, you know, you got into college. And then I would congratulate you, too. Congratulations. You raised your son well and smart and Mm. good job. Yeah, I mean, that's one thing. Because, I mean, there's a difference between school and the kids, you know, getting noticed by an agent. You know, those are two different things. Because when it comes to their music career, the parents didn't do anything. No. When it comes to their education, yeah, the parents did a lot. I mean, so. they encouraged them. Like, mm, yeah. I mean, we don't know what, how they got there anyway, because they could have been like, hey, we're going to practice and make these songs for this show. And blah, blah, blah. you know, they could have True, been but if you remember, and, the biggest musical break they had, the parents didn't even know about because they were trying to get money for their, the broken yeah. or the, the, the silver platters. So, yeah. so really the biggest musical break they had, the parents had very little to do with at all. All they did was pay for the platter at the end. So, yeah. <clears throat> spoiler alert. <laughs> <laughs> so Alice said it's weird to dress up for a phone call. Like, has she never heard of like FaceTime or zoom? Yeah, I know, right? Apparently so not. Silly Alice. Fucking maid. She must not read scientific American. All right. <laughs> Scene three. Later that day in the kitchen, we see Mr. Brady walk in, coming home from work. He asks, hi, how's dinner coming? Mm. Carol, an- <clears throat> what's that? Mm. Oh. <laughs> Carol answers, dinner will be ready in a minute. You know, once again, taking credit for something she didn't do. <laughs> Mike kisses his wife and asks, where's the mail? Carol <laughs> tells him on the counter where she left it. Mike looks at the mail and remarks, only one letter but is surprised when it's for Greg. Carol remarks, in all this excitement about show business, I forgot to give it to him. Mike, who hasn't really listened and is reading the envelope, says, I see it's from State University. Carol Hmm. sarcastically asks, and what's wrong with Greg going to my alma mater? Mike (laughs) looks at Carol and says, well, only one of us has managed to get a fucking job. (laughs) No, he didn't say that. (laughs) Sorry. That's mean. That's mean. Stop it. No, Mike says nothing, nothing at all. Carol, who apparently is trying to pick a fight, says, you're always talking about him going to dear old Norton College. Mike takes a breath and says, well, wherever he goes, all that's important is that he gets a good education. Carol finally agrees, but goes on to say, 
That's why I think it would be a great idea if he went to state. Finally, Mike fires back saying, why would you want your son to go to a college that has lost 35 straight football games is a mystery to me. Hmm. Damn. And then he like, like picks up something shaped like a mic and, and drops it and leaves her. <laughs> Carol looks slightly embarrassed as Mike walks out of the room. Damn. So like, okay. So, <laughs> you know, Mike walks in and he's like, you know, she's like dinner will be ready soon, which, you know, she didn't really do. Right. right. And then like, <clears throat> he's like, where's the mail? And she's like, Oh, it's <laughs> over there. She doesn't even open the mail. Okay? Right. She just like throws it on the counter. And not only that, but it's like an important letter, like for her son, yeah. like yeah. an acceptance letter, like for college. <laughs> and she's just like, eh, I'll just throw it there. I'll give it to Mike when he gets here. Like, that's weird. Once again, Carol is out of touch. You can hear the underlying tone of frustration with Mike. Cause Mike's like, <laughs> okay, why are you fucking around with dinner? You're just going to ruin it. Where's the, where's the mail? You can hear That's how he says it too. Where's the mail? Like, why are you in the kitchen? Why are you screwing around? Where's the mail? You had one job and that's to bring me the mail and you can't even do that. <laughs> I, but I swear when he said, where's the mail? I thought he said, where's the mail? <laughs> Cause he had just asked about dinner. He's like, where's the mail? I'm like, what it's not ready yet. What are you talking? I was like, Oh, mail. Okay. <clears throat> <clears throat> that's funny. All right. Scene four. In the living room, we see all the kids lined up sitting in front of the, you know, the horse statue. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> we then see that they're staring at the grandfather clock, which rings 10 a.m. As Ooh. soon as it does, all the kids jump up and run to Greg, who's sitting over on the coffee table. All the kids begin talking at once, asking Greg to call the agent. Mm. Greg speaks above them and announces, will you guys just relax? Ooh, damn. If we call right on the dot, it will make us seem anxious. All the kids protest with Peter saying, get a load of Mr. Cool. <laughs> get a load of this guy. <laughs> Mr. Cool. You notice yeah. how deep Peter's voice is? Yeah. yeah. Peter's like, notice Mr. Cool. Like, Whoa. It's <laughs> not like Greg talking to himself. Finally, Greg chuckles at how his siblings are acting and agrees to call. As Greg picks up the phone, he pulls the business card out of his sleeve of his shirt, making mm. everyone just roll their eyes. Mm-hmm. When the phone begins ringing, Greg slips the car right back in his sleeve and begins pacing around with the phone. All the kids follow his pacing in anticipation. When she finally answers, we hear Greg say, Hello, Tammy. This is Greg. Greg Brady. <laughs> we met yesterday at the TV station, remember? God. No. You know the profile for the record album? Yeah. Sure. Sure. We could. <laughs> I was thinking about, thinking about the movie. Oh, you do. <laughs> oh, you do. <laughs> oh, okay. We'll see you then. All right. Goodbye. As soon as he puts the phone down, Marsha asks when the appointment is. When Greg announces right away, all the kids begin to jump off the couch to leave. But Greg stops them saying, she said I should come alone. When all the kids look disappointed, Greg tells them, since I'm the oldest, she must have assumed I'm the leader. When the kids look even more disappointed, Greg tells them, look, I can go down and make the deal for all of us. All the kids reluctantly agree. Mm. Yeah. Isn't that how you keep your draw four cards when you play Uno? <laughs> when in your sleep? Is that, is that what like, you do? Oh, shit. Look at this. 
<laughs> no, I mean you specifically. <clears throat> no? Yeah. Okay. It was a joke. We do that on the show sometimes. <laughs> <sighs> it has been six weeks. Wow. All right. <clears throat> Scene five. In the den, we see Mike hard at work on his next creation when Greg comes walking in asking if he can borrow the car. Mike says, I guess so. For what? Greg explains to Mike, well, the agent I met yesterday wants to discuss some business with me. Mike tells him that the keys are in the kitchen. Greg thanks him, saying he won't be long. But before Greg leaves, Mike's BS tector begins to bother him. (laughs) He says, I know you're all very flattered and excited about this, but try to keep your cool, will you? (sighs) Greg tells him not to worry and assures him that he has everything under control. As Greg is walking out, he runs into Carol, who tells him good luck. Carol walks to Mike and says, well, that's show business and coffee. As she produces a cup of coffee for Mike, Carol hands it to him and saying, when you're hot, you're hot. Mike finishes the thought saying, and when you're not, you're not. He Mm. continues saying, I don't want those kids getting their hopes up too high. Carol says, oh, I don't think they will. It's just an adventure for him. Besides, Greg is too level-headed to let things get carried away. But Mike looks dubious. 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 Indubitably. Mm-hmm. So, so like, Carol comes in with a cup of coffee. <laughs> so, you know she didn't make that cup of coffee. She's probably exactly. walking by and like, what are you doing, Alice? She's like, oh, I'm just bringing Mr. Brady another cup of coffee. Oh, I'll do it. I'm going in there anyway to bug him because, you know, I haven't talked to him in 12 minutes. I think I see. I think it's the opposite. I think Carol is so freaking nosy about what Greg and Mike are talking about. that She's like, like Alice is probably in the middle of drinking that coffee. She's like, no, no, give me the, no, give me your coffee. Give me, just trust me. Give me your coffee. And then she runs it. Hey, Mike, I made you some coffee. And she just wanted to go in there for some reason. <laughs> so she says, I made you coffee. You hear in the background. I think you could hear it like Alice go, motherfucker. <laughs> it's like, why'd you only give me half a cup? Because uh, I don't want you to poop. Because coffee does lipstick it on it. <laughs> it's not even cold. Right. I don't want you to burn your mouth. <clears throat> but um, <laughs> Carol has way too much confidence in her kids. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Like, like, I don't know why I said that. <laughs> it's like, you remember what my thought was? <laughs> well, I don't think she had confidence because Mike's just like, they need to fucking calm down and fucking stop being excited about shit. And then oh. she's just like, oh, they're just having fun. Well, that, no, that's what I meant. Cause she walks in. She's like, when you're hot, you're hot. <laughs> like talking about Greg, like she has way <laughs> yeah. too much confidence in her kids. But, um, doesn't she know, like she should know this by now. Mike should too. Doesn't she know that when the camera crews are in the house, that all hell's about to break loose? Like when they see the camera crews, they should be like, oh shit, something's about to fucking happen. Cause they wouldn't be here if not. Right? <laughs> what? Sorry, I'm so lost. <laughs> Whenever they see cameras show up at their house, they're like, oh shit, something's about to go down. Right? <laughs> Never mind. You lost I'm your so mojo lost. in these last six weeks. I, <laughs> I mean, I understand like you're making a joke about it being a TV show. Right. <laughs> you're like, yeah, I was trying. <laughs> No, please, Jimmy. It would make it a lot funnier if you explain the joke in detail. (laughs) 
<sighs> Sorry. That's again. <laughs> it was just a stupid <laughs> joke. <clears throat> I was expecting you to go, I know, right? They never noticed the cameras or something like that. But no, you're oh, like, okay. what do you mean, I can Jenny? Say that. They know the cameras okay. are there. They're actors. <laughs> like, I'm, I'm, I know. I know. <laughs> There's not even a fourth wall, Jimmy. <laughs> You know this is this isn't reality, right, Jimmy? You know that this isn't a reality. This isn't like the Kardashians. This isn't keeping up with the Bradys. <laughs> all right, I'm gonna leave all that in. I was gonna go back and just redo the joke, but <laughs> I think I think this is funnier than the joke. <laughs> oh man! <clears throat> Scene six. <laughs> In Tammy's office, we see Greg looking around, finally saying, this is wild. What an office. Tammy responds, it's a place to hang my beads. Greg responds, yeah, it's great. Just then, a gentleman walks in wearing a denim suit and sunglasses. Tammy turns to Greg and says, I'd like you to meet my partner, Buddy Berkman. Greg walks over and shakes Buddy's hand, saying, how you doing, Mr. Berkman? Buddy responds, out of sight, dino <laughs> my... As he performs an overly complicated handshake with Greg. <laughs> Greg then gets down to business and says, I brought along a tape of our group. Timmy shuts it down, shuts that shit down quick. Oh, saying, yeah, she does. Oh, that won't be necessary. Greg, confused, says, well, I thought you'd like to hear how we sound. But he takes the tape and says, uh, terrific, as he tosses it on the table. He then hands Greg guitar, asking, Want to play guitar? <laughs> when Greg grabs it, but he encourages him, saying, Roll on that. Come on, do it, man. Do it. Let's get it on. I like it. I dig this. Hell yeah. Fucking out of sight. Uh, <laughs> Groovy. Damn. I wonder if his dad was that other guy. <laughs> Yeah, the guy, the director for the commercial. You dig? (laughs) As Greg begins playing the guitar, but he seems to get even more excited, saying, Okay, oh, that's righteous. (laughs) Oh, man. You fucking, you make that, you twisted my dick, you write that shit. You twisted, you ain't twisted my dick. (laughs) (laughs) Damn. (laughs) Hell yeah. When Greg gets a little more brave, but he yells out, perfect. Oh, shit. (laughs) (laughs) He then turns to Tammy and says, this guy is terrific. What a find. What a find. I hope he fits the suit. (laughs) Tammy responds, oh, he will. I never miss. Oh, shit. As Tammy leaves, Buddy goes back to hyping up Greg by saying things like, oh, I like this. Very good. Very nice. Shit. You didn't. Oh, no, you did. Oh, shit, you did. Damn. Tammy goes into a closet and comes back with an outfit. She pulls the jacket off the clothes hanger and brings it to Greg. Greg takes off the guitar and puts it down as Tammy says, want to slip this on, love? Greg puts it on and immediately (laughs) looks like a mix between a hippie and a matador. Tammy and Buddy are thrilled with how it fits. Buddy says, damn, that shit looks good on you. (laughs) Damn. I mean, I'm not... I like I wanna fuck this kid. <laughs> <laughs> uh. 
Yeah, Damon takes a step back and says, didn't I tell you I never miss? Greg, still not catching on, asks, wow, all six of us get an outfit like this? But Tammy enthusiastically answers, just you, babe. Greg, looking disappointed, says, hey, but my brothers and sisters. But Tammy interrupts him, saying, hey, as of now, you're solo. Buddy butts in, saying, oh, you're going to be a monster. You're not going to be in the top 20. You're going to be the top 20. Greg tries once again to explain, saying, you don't understand. I'm part of a group. But Tammy butts in again, saying, you don't understand. You're not you anymore. Buddy adds, you're not you anymore. You're the new Johnny Bravo. Tammy mimics him, saying, Johnny Bravo. Greg confused, repeated, Johnny Bravo? <laughs> Buddy and Tammy both respond, answer, Johnny Bravo. <laughs> and then Greg like, Johnny Bravo? <laughs> and Buddy's like, yeah, man, God, the way you said it was so fucking good. Damn, I even like the way he says it. Greg looks in the mirror and checks himself out. As he begins to get used to the idea, he repeats, Johnny Bravo. Uh, that was unintentionally funny. Like, I didn't even write it to be funny at all. I just straight up wrote it the way, the way I saw it. <clears throat> Let me start by saying I, I hate it when people use the word babe like that. Like, if you watch, <laughs> I love the show Impractical Jokers. And I, and I have a feeling you like it too. We've never really talked about it, but <laughs> we Sa- haven't only like a million times, but okay. <laughs> if you follow yeah. Sal on, on um, any kind of social media, he uses the word babe like that, but he uses it not ironically. He uses it like it just grates on my nerves. I can't stand it. Anyways, <clears throat> excuse me. <laughs> Why would you choose of all things to play that on the guitar form? <laughs> <laughs> he was I don't remember exactly what he was playing well he was, was playing just, some kind of like it sounds like oh, I guess from the 60s I guess that's what this is but then he starts <laughs> doing some weird guitar pen like beep, beep, like some, some weird guitar bending thing like why would you play that for a studio executive <clears throat> I don't know um, but Buddy was loving the shit out of it though <laughs> well that's that's my other note is Buddy is really really good at hyping people up and making it feel good <laughs> you can tell man. he does this shit for a living He's a hype man. <laughs> uh, he can bring in the worst person. Like that. Remember that show, uh, The Next Superstar or whatever that was? <laughs> Where they brought uh, in all those. Know. Yeah, you're the one that told me about it, those people that they brought in. They were all like rejects from, from American Idol. <laughs> and they were like making I them feel have good. no idea. What <laughs> they were making them feel good because they're really bad singers. Really, really bad singers. Uh-huh. But they would okay. have them sing an audition for him, and they're like, that was amazing. That was incredible. And like one <laughs> guy got really into it, this nerdy guy, and he like kicked his leg, and they're like, you know that little leg kick you did? That was like gold. Like, oh, was that right? like a long <clears throat> time ago? Yeah, that was a long time ago. Yeah, it was like 15 oh, years okay. ago. okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. That, he's yeah. like that guy. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was weird that, well, this is kind of an older note, because I wrote these notes like, you know, several days ago. But it was weird how we just shouldered the guitar and didn't yeah. actually put the guitar all the way Like on. he never played guitar before? But, like, it's so funny. Ever since I saw that, um, I've been watching, like, a lot of guitar stuff, like, on YouTube mm-hmm. and lately, and I've seen so many people do that. What the why? <laughs> they'll grab a guitar and just, they'll put it just on their shoulder and they'll just play something for a second. And hmm. I'm like, oh, my God, that's a, I've never done that before. Like, have if you I'm sitting, before? If I'm sitting down, I don't even put the guitar strap around me. If you're just going to um, sit down, why do you need a guitar strap? 
I don't need to get out of the way. That's what I've done in the past. Sometimes I don't put it on at all, but yeah. Do you play your guitar really up high, like you know, like the Beatles, or do you play yeah. it really down low, like Green Day? I play it really down low, like James Hetfield. <laughs> yeah, like Green Day. Like okay. my arms are like all the way straight when I'm playing. Hmm. <clears throat> that way, yeah. you don't even have to wear pants when you play guitar. <laughs> That's true. You don't. So I'm like in between. Not that you asked or cared, but I'm I'm not down. <laughs> my my right my right arm is always bent when I play. Um, yeah, I don't have it up high. Like, I don't know how Paul McCartney played. Like his was like between his, his chest and his belly button. Like, holy shit. A better example of that is Tom Morello. Yeah. <laughs> Cause he has it like way up high. It's like covers his chest. Huh. <laughs> like, that's where he plays like super high. Angus Young, I think plays it pretty high too. Um, but I just, I I've never been to. able to play really. <laughs> yeah, that's right. I've never really played. I can't play really low. I can't just play with my wrist like that. I got to play with a little bit of my arm. <clears throat> so anyways, hmm. scene seven back at home. We see Greg pulling into the driveway in a car. We've never seen wearing the <laughs> stupidest looking sunglasses I've ever seen too. <laughs> He's greeted by the Brady kids. Marsha asks what happened? Peter asks, when do we start to work? And Bobby asks, did you tell her I played the organ? <laughs> <laughs> Jen's like, that's disgusting, Bobby. <laughs> that's why you lock the door and hide in the bathroom. <laughs> Greg, Greg says, no, I didn't have a chance, Bobby. As Jan and Cindy run up, Marsha adds, tell us what happened. Cindy says, yeah, when do we get famous? Greg thinks for a moment for what to say. Finally, he Tuesday. says, <laughs> finally, he says, well, we don't, Cindy. Peter asks, you mean you blew the deal? Greg chuckles selfishly saying, no, I don't mean that either. Exactly. There's a pause. Finally, Marsha asking, what do you mean exactly? Greg says, well, they just wanted to sign me. Jan, mad and confused, asks, alone bobby disappointedly asks by yourself <laughs> cindy confused asks without us <laughs> greg not can you say it in three other ways yeah <laughs> greg not seeing how much a selfish asshole he's being says solo <laughs> as in star <laughs> marcia hits it right on the nose saying you mean solo as in sellout Damn. Peter Hurt stares at Greg for a moment, finally saying, that's dirty, and walks away. Bobby stares for a moment and says, you're breaking up the act. Jan adds, Greg, how could you? With only Cindy left, Greg looks at her with a selfish grin and says, they just wanted me. The new Johnny Bravo. They said I was going to be a big star. Cindy replies, but a very small person. Boom. You got to do that in the mic drop. <clears throat> Greg sits in his car with his arms crossed and pouts. So, yeah, I thought it was kind of fucked up the way they acted. <laughs> See, I was the opposite. I thought I it was mean, fucked up the way Greg acted. I, I get that they're disappointed, but it's not like Greg went in there and said, no, fuck those guys. I'm the star. They don't. Yeah, but they don't know that. <laughs> they, he was going only, to represent them. He wasn't going to represent himself. Right. Um, he just didn't explain it well enough. I mean, he said they only wanted to sign me. Right. I mean, he did say that. 
But I mean, I don't see him as a sellout or anything like that. I mean, see, hmm. if I was Greg, and this would have probably made. Well, I mean, I don't know. The fact that the kids were mad at it really didn't play a huge part in this storyline. No, <clears throat> they only devoted two scenes to it, so they could have done it another way and not made Greg look like a complete asshole. Um, if I was Greg, I would have said, I got to talk to my siblings first. You know what I mean? I would have put the brakes on and said, well, hold on a second. I'm here to represent my siblings. I got to go talk to them first. Like I can't just do this without their, <laughs> them knowing about it. And then you could have seen with him at home and they're saying, are you kidding? You need to go back and do this. Then it would have made the whole thing over better. But I think the way they wrote it, they made Greg look like an asshole. Well, I mean, he technically hasn't signed anything yet. He's just gone. They just said, Hey, we want you. And that's it. True. And then they, he left and he said, hey, they only wanted me. Right. He didn't make a deal yet. True, um, but still, just the way he handled it, he's a douchebag. <sighs> You're like, fine. <laughs> no, no. I was, I was reading your notes, see if you already said what you said. <sighs> All right, scene eight. Back in the den with Mike, we see Mike asking, You're going to be called Johnny Bravo? <laughs> Greg begins explaining. You know, they got the platter jockeys waiting to freak over my album, and I haven't even recorded it yet. Mike asks, what happens when you record it? Greg responds off the cuff saying, oh, I get on the road and plug it. Carol, seeing where this is going, asks, where? Greg, forgetting he's talking to his mother, says, all over, man, the whole country. <laughs> Mike confronts Greg, asking him, how do you plan on doing all of this and go to college at the same time? Greg thinks for a moment, finally answering, good question. I'll give it some serious thought, Dad. <laughs> Mike gets stern, saying, I think you better give it a lot of serious thought. Greg simply says, right, and gets up and leaves the room. After he leaves, Carol asks Mike, did he call me man? <laughs> Mike chuckles and says, I think so. I caught on to that like before they even got to that punchline. I was just like, did he really just said man to his mom? Like, what the fuck? <laughs> no, like, I did too. <laughs> that was, was hilarious. <laughs> I, I don't, I kind of don't see why, I don't get why Carol and Mike aren't being more hard on him. Because at this point, isn't he just 18? He's, I mean, isn't he 17? He's not even 18 yet. Like, uh, I think he he's can't, probably 18 by now or close but, to it. Yeah, he might be close to it, but like he can't just drop out of school on his own. He doesn't have that ability. He's not dropping out of school. He's still going to graduate high school. Oh, okay. Okay. But <clears throat> speaking of which, so what are your thoughts in, as a parent in this situation? You know, let's go back to your your son is like 17 or so, right. and he's got something like this in front of him. What would what would you expect or what would you advise you give I mean, him or what? I would say it depends. Like Greg has shown for a long time now that he, and I know this is just a TV show, but Greg has shown for a while now that he has an interest in music. He's had an interest in music. Really? I think from season two, I think maybe I, don't, I can't remember season yeah. one cause I was on the show season one, Been but pretty I think, much the whole run of the exactly, show. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. And so it, I think it would be kind of wrong for the parents to be like, no, you can't pursue music, but they could. And I'm surprised they don't say this. He could go to college for music. Like that's a thing. Yeah. You know what I mean? So he could sure. still study music in college, still put out albums and possibly even like you can experience your, like you can attest to yourself. A lot of colleges have really cool facilities. He could put out his own album while he's in college if he really wanted to. So I would encourage him to keep studying music. I mean, at least have, have that as an option. Like, why don't you go to music, like to, to college to study music instead of just one of the, why does it have to be one or the other? Well, because like if he signs a deal, he's, 
going to be in a studio and then probably touring, probably for the next year, year and a half. Okay. On the road, constantly right. touring. And then come back and may, he may have a few months off and then maybe on the road again touring some more. Um, he's not going to have time for college at all. Mm. Um, but if it was me, I mean, how college is always going to be there. True. Record deals and stuff like that aren't. Right. So it's not like, oh, wait a year and maybe you'll get another record deal. No. It's not yeah. going to happen. Wait a year and that college is still going to be there. Well, I, I will say I was, uh, and going back to my original note, I'm I'm, I'm kind of disappointed that Mike and Carol aren't more involved with this because I, I still don't think, even if he's close to 18, he's not 18. And even right. if he is offered a contract, he can't sign it legally if he's not 18. He, well, that's he doesn't why have I kind of thought maybe he is 18 because he did sign all those contracts maybe, for a while. Yeah. Um, but still, like I would expect Mike to say, why don't you let me go with you and hear what they have to say? Yeah. You know, and so the sure. fact that they weren't more involved with it, that's the first thing to answer your question. The very first thing is, is I would be more involved with it. Well, I think he does later in the episode, Mike's like, I'm going to go down there and talk to these people. Okay. <clears throat> so um, that would, that would be my thing is I would be way more involved than Mike and Carol's. And if I go down sure. there and I see that it's a legit place and they can show me legit artists that they have, you know, in their, their collection or whatever. Yeah. Like for instance, like after that phone call and he comes in, Hey, can I borrow the keys? Where are you going? Oh, I'm going to speak with the agent. I'm going to be right. like, I'll come with you. Exactly. Yes. Yeah. I wouldn't be like, okay, see you later, teenager. Like, like <laughs> if, if, if the shoe was on the other foot and this was you <clears throat> and Rand came in and said, Hey, this agent wants me to go talk to him. And even if Rand was 17 or 18 with your background, you'd be like, well, I'm coming with you. Like, yeah, you're not going to go by if yourself. 25. I would still want to go. Yeah, with them, I'm, you know? I'm still coming with you. So, yeah. yeah. But this is a different time. You know, the seventies was totally <laughs> different than, you know, 2022. So. I guess so, but but I think it's kind of messed up that Mike is so pissy. I think he should let him shoot for his dream exactly, and not yeah. And he can put off college is always going to be there, right? That's I mean, stupid. And I mean, I can't help looking at it. <clears throat> um, you know, like let's say you know the girl from Harry Potter, for instance, like she she went to like Harvard yeah. or something, and she still did movies and everything. Yeah. So I mean, now it's it's commonplace for artists, whether it's musical or acting, to go to college while they're doing projects. So, you know, yeah. and maybe that's kind of a new school way of thinking, but I, I still don't understand why he couldn't do both. He could at least try, you know, I can see an actor doing it, mm -hmm. but I, don't, I can't see a musician, especially mm -hmm. a new musician who <clears throat> basically, if you're a new assigned musician, you're going to be touring for the next two, yeah. three years. I mean, depending if the album takes off. So yeah. still, they want to get your name out there and you're going to be on somebody else's tour. Right. Um, um, so I don't know. Yeah. Okay, so this is where we take our next break. So Greg is going to be a star, but Mike and Carol have college in mind for his future. What will he decide to do, Tack? Mm. I don't know either, but we'll find out soon. You didn't soon. watch it? No. You, Sorry. Wait, <laughs> you, I was supposed to watch this. <clears throat> we will be back. Coming in the fall of 2022, Tommy and the Order of Cosmic Champions, a new novel inspired by the toys and cartoons of the 1980s. Click the link in today's show notes to preview now. The book follows 11-year-old Tommy Grant, who is trying to deal with some unfavorable circumstances in his otherwise tranquil life in rural 1980s Ohio. He retreats to the thing he loves most, 
The Order of Cosmic Champions. A long-running animated TV program and line of toys that provides Tommy with a much-needed boost of joy. Especially when he discovers that the manufacturer is holding a nationwide create-a-character contest. The winning design will be made into an action figure and be sold the world over, with its creator becoming president for a day at the headquarters of the manufacturer. But when Tommy's character design loses out, his world begins to crumble, and you can only think of one way to fix it. Find the kid that submitted the winning design and try to convince him to help make Tommy's dream come true. Visit orderofcosmicchampions.com now where you can read about the inspiration for the new book, watch the teaser trailer, listen to the official theme song, Stand or Fall by Stan Bush. See action figure designs based on the Order of Cosmic Champions characters. And sign up for updates on the novel's progress and upcoming release date. That's orderofcosmicchampions.com or click the link in today's show notes. Tommy and the Order of Cosmic Champions, a new novel by Anthony Rapino and Anthony Great. Coming in the fall of 2022. And we are back. All right. That was amazing. <laughs> that was, I didn't even know you sang opera. Like that was crazy. Yeah. Go, go ahead and give us a taste. Okay. Here we go. Ready? <laughs> Light can oh. be <laughs> What's funny is you took a deep breath and all I hear is <laughs> I know that's how thin these walls are. That's the yeah. dogs next door. No, you're supposed and to tell people it's your ringtone or something so they don't realize. It. No, anyways. What? No, you're supposed to tell people it's your ringtone or something. That way they don't oh. you know. anyways. Oh, um right. So in this episode, you know, obviously it talks about, you know, the kids, um, well, the, the kids are surprisingly successful musicians at this point. Cause this is like the third or fourth time they've performed on television. Right? Yeah, and they look so natural and comfortable are, yeah, up yeah. on the stage dancing. And, and so like, they're <laughs> like, I find it hard to believe that they're surprised that an agent's talking to them. You know what I mean? Because they've performed so many, even if it's local television, I've only been on local television two or three times. So, and none of it was performing. It was just an interview. So I I find it hard to believe that they're surprised that, you know, agents are talking (laughs) to them, but both me and you have backgrounds in performing. What's the closest you've come to remotely being in this scenario? (laughs) Um, I've been very close. (laughs) Um, I've been actually sitting down in an office talking with record producers and not producers, but like, um, like talent agents and stuff like mm-hmm. that. Um, with a, a band I was in, um, a couple times. And, um, one of the first questions they asked, this is back when MySpace was a thing, <laughs> was like, how many followers do you have on MySpace? You know, that was like a big deal with them. And, uh, um, but during for that um, 
that was not the best meeting because our I had a lead singer back then that was kind of a dick and he kind of blew <laughs> the meeting because he got a little hot tempered during the meeting and I was like, Cool, this will help us later. Awesome. <laughs> so <laughs> So he alone, like he's the the reason that didn't go anywhere? No, 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 no. He's not the reason why, but it didn't help the situation because um, they were meeting with a few different local acts and uh, okay. they were, and he said, because he heard from other people that I know you guys are just looking for rap acts right now and we're a band. So oh, okay. I feel like I'm fucking wasting my time in here right now. Wow. And then she was like, it's true. I mean, right now that's what we're looking for today. Um, so then, apparently so. that's all they were ever going to look for in his mind. <laughs> In his mind, ever. Yeah. And yeah. it was with Atlantic Records. I mean, it wasn't like a small-time bullshit company, you know? Right, right. And uh, I was like, you know, they have other departments, too. <laughs> I'm trying to explain to him, like, you know, mm. I don't know. But, yeah. And apparently he was the yeah, only was cool. member of the band. So. <laughs> yeah. Oh, interesting. I'll just go down and make the deal for all of us. Yeah, right? <clears throat> when I was in college, I don't think you saw the show, but... Um, I got cast as Puck in Midsummer Night's Dream, which isn't that big of a deal because every high school and college is done in Midsummer Night's Dream. Um, well, I saw it on video. That's mm-hmm. true, you did. And yeah. after the show, it was part of like this this whole uh, fine arts festival. And um, we had high schools and other colleges and stuff coming in to do stuff. One guy that was that was trained by Mar- Marcel Marceau came in and was doing pantomime and stuff. It was pretty neat. It was neat to be a part mm-hmm. of it. <clears throat> and... Um, in this particular show, it was also part of a um, an acting class at the college that I took. And so it was part of our assignment to, to audition. And when we auditioned, mm-hmm. we had to do all the research for our character ourselves. And not being familiar with the show, we had to use things like uh, translation dictionaries and stuff to kind of understand what our characters were saying. And um, that was part of our final exam. And then, you know, we went on to perform the show. And uh, afterwards, I had this this guy come up and he said, hey, um, you know, I run a uh, Shakespearean acting company. And um, I've never quite seen Puck played like that. <laughs> so <laughs> me and my guilty conscience, I immediately apologize. <laughs> I'm like, I'm really <laughs> sorry. I'm, I, I tried, you know, and I start explaining the class and he's like, no, 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 no. Like it was kind of refreshing seeing it because I'd never seen it quite played like that. It's like, okay. Hmm. So he offers me on the spot <clears throat> a job in his uh, acting company and it would be tra- touring around traveling. Um, mm. And he, but he said I would have to do, I would have to learn three different shows, five characters per show. So I would have to learn 15 mm-hmm. parts. Um, but I would travel around. I would, I would get paid to travel. They would put me up in a hotel and I would never know from day to day what show or what character I was performing. I would have to be ready to do all of them. Mm-hmm. Um, and I turned it down. I said, no, because I was still going to college. <laughs> Why? I was still going to college and I was living oh, with my mom geez. and uh, I was help paying the bills and I didn't want my mom to have to fend for herself paying the bills. So yeah, that's one of my biggest mm-hmm. regrets acting was that would, I mean, that would have been, it was a job with a Shakespearean act. I would have got paid to act. I would have been a professional actor. Mm-hmm. Making way more money than I was making at Walgreens. <laughs> <laughs> so, and you could have uh, just sent money home to mommy. Exactly. Yeah. Oh shit! I could have. No. No. At the time, I didn't think about that. Um, <laughs> Where were you? <laughs> so I that's you then. <laughs> that's one of my biggest regrets. You know, as far as that kind of stuff goes. I mean, I've done commercials. I did something on Sci Fi Channel, but 
mean, that was just for fun. But that that Shakespearean thing would have led to something. So, yeah. yeah. Oh hmm. well. Oh well. Well, I have um, played uh, guitar on a on a CD for a, a band called Dirty Poodle. Played rhythm guitar, oh, okay. and I wrote one of their songs. <laughs> I bet you didn't know. That's that. actually something. To, I didn't know that. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know how we still have stories yeah. to tell, but we do. <laughs> Um, which brings up a couple, another topic real quickly. I promise listeners we'll get through this quickly. Um, recently I did audition for a, a band. Oh yeah. yeah. I wasn't going to bring it up because I didn't know if you wanted me to. Yeah. I forgot. I wasn't, I wasn't even thinking about it. I you forgot, forgot you auditioned for a band. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, um, it was for just a lead singer position, but possibly a lead singer and uh, guitar playing. Um, and, uh, it's just, it's just a local cover band of like nineties, two thousands rock and stuff like that, which I've never been in a cover band before. Um, all the bands I've been, have always been original stuff, but I'm getting up there in age. So I kind of feel like the cover bands. Okay. And plus right. it's not a grueling schedule. Like before my last band, you know, we were hardcore. We were rehearsing like four days a week and, you know, and two, three hours at, you know, each time. And, you know, and we played shows every weekend, you know, stuff like that, right. uh, where this is a lot more laid back where it's a bunch of dads who have kids <laughs> and have full-time jobs, you know? So it's like, you know, we're only going to get together like every, you know, few weeks, right. you know, play show maybe once a month or once every couple of months or something mm-hmm. like that. If that anyway. Um, so this is me trying to get back into it. And you recently had brought up, you've been really thinking about getting back into acting. Yeah, I miss it a lot. doing I mean, the show. I mean, not to sound boohoo, but it's it's one of the few things that I was ever really good at. And so, like, naturally good at. So, I miss so it. So, I don't understand <clears throat> why you're not. I don't know. And you can't so, use the kids as an excuse. <laughs> no, because my daughter wants me to do it with her. She wants to be in her to audition with a show for a show. It's really the, cool the biggest hang up is the fact that I'm on second shift. Honestly, but you said that your job would let you go to days for a little while. It would if I asked, yeah. But I would I would Let's need see, something to audition for. So I, I guess it's just getting off my butt and doing it. It's gotcha. It's been a long time. I, I mean, it's it's it is like riding a bike, but in some ways, it's not. So as mm-hmm. you learned yourself, like projection muscles and stuff like that aren't. That's not riding a bike. You know, <laughs> right you do have atrophy yeah, you in certain aspects you don't so. use it for a while you lose it exactly yeah um but i'm trying to get back out there again and um yeah i i haven't played for a band aside from that audition in years and years Man. um and it was so much fun and i just miss doing shows and but, all that but so, see yeah. like you know having experience you know the with with professional theater and with you know stuff on camera. I don't know if I can go back to community theater, man. Like it's, I mean, nothing against community theater. I met my wife doing community theater. Like a lot of my friends are in, through community theater, but community theater is community theater. You know what I mean? It's mediocre theater. And what I, what I do would, you want to do? I would want to do professional or semi-professional. Like <clears throat> I wouldn't want to go back to community. That's just, I don't know. Well, I mean, you haven't been in it in like 15 years, 16 years. True. So, um, What's the next step up from community theater? Semi-professional. What is that? Well, it's like, remember when I did Othello? No. No. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's it's acting and getting paid for it. It's, you know. But I mean, it's still like, like in a local theater. I mean, I'm not saying like, it's, it's the same fucking thing. No, <laughs> I'm not saying that. But I mean, it's not like 
doing a short film or something like that, you know? No, it's like, uh, one of the shows I did was, um, it was in a venue that was kind of in between. Um, it was a, a theater at one point and then it was transforming into something else. So we rented out that space to do Othello. Um, and then another one we did at the King center and it was a, a musical and, um, yeah, it's just better yeah. quality. You know, you're working with, you know, like set people that are getting paid to build the sets and, you know, you're working with other actors mm-hmm. that are getting paid to be there and it's just, people take it way more seriously instead of community theater where, where it's a hobby and, you know, because it's a nonprofit organization for, te- for, uh, for learning kind of thing, you, you really, you have to let anybody audition. You know, you can't really put your foot down and say, you know, you have to have this much experience or whatever. So nothing against yeah. community theater. I would probably do community theater again, but it would just be for fun. It wouldn't be, it wouldn't be. Well, serious. of course it's for fun because you don't get paid. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Because there's a lot, there's some people in community theater that think, you know, they're going to get noticed, you know, in theater and that's just not going to happen. So, I'm, <laughs> but I would do some kind of short you. film. Definitely. Well, I would probably do that. Way to do that. I'd do mm. that before I would do community theater. Gotcha. All right. Mm. Mm, interesting. Yeah. All right. You ready to get back into it? I am ready to get back into it. All right. <laughs> All right. When we left off, Greg mm. has been approached by agents to become music's newest star. Johnny. Oh, wow. Why am I hesitant? I'm like, I'm like William Shatner reading that. <laughs> When we left off, Greg has been approached by agents to become music's newest star, Johnny Bravo. Only it ain't so Bravo from Mike and Carol. They want him to hang up his guitar and go to college. Mm. Will he tech? I hope not. You hope he doesn't go to college? Damn. Well, let's get back (laughs) into this. Scene Mm -hmm. nine. I always want to read girls room. <laughs> I do too. <laughs> Up in the girls' room, all the girls sit on their beds, still sulking about not getting a recording deal. Just then, Alice walks in with laundry. She greets the girls and gets no response from any of them. She steps mm. in for a closer look and sarcastically asks, What's all the excitement about? Yeah. Marcia says, <laughs> Marcia says because there wasn't any. <laughs> it would be funny if it. she laughed at her own joke and then like nobody laughed. It would just. Wow. <laughs> um, <laughs> Marcia says of all the phony plastic names, Johnny Bravo. Jan adds. Yeah. They should have called him Benedict Arnold. Uh, <laughs> uh, I, that is such an original joke for the show. Like, God, like. <laughs> That that was I mean I bet you in the writing room they were just like wait guys you ready for this <laughs> Benedict Arnold and everybody's like oh shit and everybody was like shocked that he came up with that because they and never everybody used walks that. in damn you write that joke out of sight <laughs> damn, you make this shit up God. yeah yeah I'm digging it Hell yeah yeah <laughs> Marcia says you know I bet our group will sound a lot better without him Cindy says lots better. Mm. We can't even get a new name. How about the Brady Five? <laughs> Alice, not taking any more of these toods, says, <laughs> how, how about the sour grapes? Ooh. Marsha asks, what's that supposed to mean, Alice? Alice says, mm. well, it sounds to me like you're putting Greg down because something great happened to him and not you. Oh, Cindy pleads, stings, don't it? but we were a group. 
Jan adds, and Greg deserted us. Alice says, Greg didn't. The agent did. Now look, try and put yourself in his spot. What would you have done? Marcia nods and says, maybe what he did. Jan says, Hmm. but he could have said, Marcia interrupts. No, he couldn't. After all, they didn't want us. They wanted, but Jan interjects. But he should have said, Marcia butts in again. But he didn't have any choice. Jan says, well, I wouldn't have, but Marcia jumps back in. No, you would too. Hmm. Alice says to Cindy, I like this conversation. It gets right to the point. Cindy chuckles. Hmm. Marcia gets up and says, come on, you two. Jan asks where Marcia says to tell Peter and Bobby that we should stop acting like jealous brats. As they all walk out of the room, Cindy says, can't I still be jealous without being a brat? Hmm. Fucking Benedict. (laughs) (laughs) God, I, I think they've referenced him every season. At least, I mean, what you would think at some point somebody would be like, Okay, can we, like, seriously, guys, like, can we stop with the medic, Darnold? Like, for real, please. (laughs) I wonder how many times they wanted to throw it in and they were like, No, (laughs) no, seriously, that's enough. No, (laughs) we just mentioned Benedict Darnold uh, two episodes ago. You want to bring him up again? (laughs) Um, I have to say, I disagree with Allison Marshall. (laughs) I do. there's that one. There's that one writer guy that just <laughs> fucking hates Benedict Arnold. It's like we're we gonna add Benedict Arnold, but we just had him two episodes ago. It's like I know, but he's just fucking fucking Benedict Arnold, man. Like, See, I picture no the opposite. Word. I picture there's always that new like go get him kind of writer that's fresh out of writing school. <laughs> And he's like, this is an American show. It's like Americana, right? So we need like an Americana type, like villain, like I, Benedict Arnold. And everybody's like, oh, Jesus. Fucking Benedict Arnold again. <laughs> I'm like, no, no. We use that shit all the time. <laughs> Why don't you just wake up and have it a fucking dream while you're at it? Jeez. Um, <laughs> but anyways, I I have to disagree with Alice and Marsha. Why? Because I, I should have, st- he, again, he should have said, I need to talk to my siblings first. <laughs> what are the record becoming? Okay. I need to talk to my mom. I mean, you don't like, think that he should have got their blessing first? You shouldn't have said, you don't think he should have went home and said, listen, guys, this is what's going on. Like the way, I guess it's really the way he broke it to him. Like they won me and not you. Like he was just so fucking smug about it. Like he should have said, listen, guys, I'm really sorry, but they don't want us. They want me. So, um, so I kind of think the opposite. I think Greg owes them an apology. Because hmm. he's just so fucking proud of himself that he didn't even stop to think of other people's feelings. That just irritates me. I don't like that. I don't, I don't I think that's wrong because even in the studio or in the wherever, he was like, hey, look, I'm part of it. He said like three times, I'm part of a group. What about my brothers and sisters? Right. What about this? I can't do that. And they're like, you're going to be a star. And he's like, oh, fuck it. I guess you're right. I'll buy new siblings. Right, but I'm I'm not saying he should have turned the deal down. I'm saying he should have went and said, listen, guys, this is what's happening. What do you think I should do? And at least approach it differently. That's how Mike would have approached it. Um, instead yeah. of just coming back all smug with that with those stupid fucking glasses and that stupid grin on his face. Like it just irritated the shit out of me. I think we're on the same page. It's yeah. just 
he just approached I think it. he could have been more sensitive to his siblings. Because they yeah. are kids. They're children. And so he was just like, yeah, look at me. I'm fucking big star guy. Like, fuck <laughs> you, man. Like, damn. Like, like, you know, they just got dropped by an agent, right? Like, you know, they got their hopes up and slammed. And all you can think about is how proud of yourself you are. What an asshole. <laughs> <laughs> Scene 10. Up in the attic room, Greg sits on his bed strumming his guitar. <sighs> Marsha, Jan, and Cindy walk in and sit down on his bed. There's still some tension in the air between all of them, but Marsha puts an end to it as she says, I sure like this attic room. That's not what she said. I'm going to try attic room like this, but I don't. I got a record contract. You know, I was in a record contract in this attic room. If I had this attic room, then I would have got the record contract to Sandy Greg. <laughs> He had all this room to write songs and I didn't. <laughs> <sighs> Sorry, I had, I had no. to break. As soon as I saw Attic Room on the notes, I'm like, I, I got to do it. So, now <clears throat> uh, Marsha actually says, Greg, we just wanted to apologize. We hope you're, we hope you're going to make it really big as a star. Greg stops playing and looks at her with surprise. Jan adds, Hey, hey, we're going to start a scrapbook with all of your clippings. What? <laughs> You're like, Jan adds, Hey. Let's <laughs> <laughs> just a pause and maybe laugh. Jan's like, What's up? <laughs> and Greg, Greg just looks at her, What's up? <laughs> That's how big stars greet each other, right? <laughs> they just do the head nod. They're just like. <laughs> Greg smiles. Cindy adds, yeah. And we're also going to start very first Johnny Bravo fan club. Greg lights up and says, thanks for understanding. Uh, how do Pete and Bobby feel about it now? We immediately cut to Peter and Bobby sitting with Greg. Bobby says, we're really sorry about how we acted too, Greg. Peter pipes up and says, He's not Greg anymore. He's Johnny Bravo. Bobby smiles and says, I meant Johnny. Greg laughs and says, thanks, guys. Peter goes on. We really think it's super, Greg. Bobby corrects him. Johnny. They all just laugh. Bobby goes on. I'm going to be in charge of product distribution at school. Greg, I mean, Johnny, <laughs> asks for what? Bobby says, Johnny Bravo t-shirts, locks of hair, broken guitar strings, you know. Peter adds, and don't forget autographs. Make up about a million copies and sell them for about 25 cents a piece. They all laugh. Bobby says, we'll just take the usual 10% of the profit. Peter adds, a piece. Johnny and the boys just all laugh. <laughs> <laughs> I was just reading my note. I, just, I forgot I wrote it. I know. I was like, do you have a stroke? Is that, um, Greg is a lot like a magician. He magically turned his siblings into Askus for <laughs> Oh, Jesus. <laughs> <clears throat> Me and my jokes. Right. Scene 11. Later that night, 
down in the kitchen, Mike and Carol are drinking hot chocolate at the table. Ooh, alone. <laughs> Ooh. Ooh la la. Mike, uh. <laughs> Mike says, well, in my mind, there never was any question about Greg going to college. Carol says, mine either. Hmm. But that was before all of this Johnny Bravo business. Mike says, mm. I just want him to have the best education and as much education as he is capable of. Carol says, oh, yes. And Greg has so much potential. Just then, Alice walks out from her room and says, oh, hi, folks. <laughs> I thought I heard something out here. <laughs> I wasn't sleeping or anything. You know, I'm just, just lying in bed, wide awake. Carol says, oh, sorry we woke you, Alice. Why don't you grab a cup and have some hot chocolate with us? Alice says, well, thanks. Don't mind if I do. Alice grabs a cup and walks over to sit on the table. I had this thought when I was watching a scene. Why didn't she just use mm -hmm. the cup that she was using to listen through the door on the other side of the door? <laughs> like, oh, I have this one. I, just, I was using it. <clears throat> I just like the passive aggressive behavior. <laughs> she goes yeah. walking. Up, oh, hi, folks. I thought I heard something out of here <laughs> late at night. Not that I was lying in bed or anything. Wide awake. I thought I heard some people out here, you know, separated by a thin door. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Mike still thinking about <laughs> Mike still thinking about the Greg situation says if I thought Greg didn't have any future except a short music career it wouldn't bother me so much. Carol says I feel the same way. Johnny Bravo could become a has been before he ever was. Right Alice. <laughs> While pouring herself some hot chocolate she says right Mrs. Brady. Carol thinks for a second and says on the other hand Greg could become a big hit. Couldn't he, Alice? <laughs> Alice smiles and says, wouldn't that be something? Mike, the realist, shakes his head and says, no. The chances of Greg rising to the top are a million to one. I want him to go to college. <clears throat> Carol says, me too. Alice says, me three. Mike hmm. says, of course, if we force him to go, he's up to rebel just to prove a point. Carol says, in which case, we'd be pushing him right into the music business. Mike smiles and says, you know, while we've been sitting here stewing, we forgot one important factor. Carol asks, what? Mike says, Greg hasn't made up his mind yet. They all just chuckle. <laughs> chuckle. Chuckle, chuckle, chuckle. So again, why couldn't Mike, or no, Mike, why couldn't Greg go study music? <laughs> It seems like such an obvious answer. Hmm. Yeah, what is he going to school I mean, if, for? If he was, I don't know. But he ends up going to school to be an OBGYN. But <clears throat> why couldn't they go to Mike and be, oh, Mike, why do I keep saying Mike? Why, why can't they go to Greg and be like, listen, why don't you go to study music? And then, you know, you're going to be getting better and better and better at music. And then when you feel like you're good enough, then, you know, get an agent and drop out of college or whatever. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> or he could just take this deal now. <laughs> go travel, see the world, make a lot of money, and then in a few years, go to college. That too. Scene 12. The next day, Mike and Carol are out planting flowers in the planter out back while Greg sits on the phone in the family room. Carol asks Mike, has uh, Greg said anything more to you about college? Mike says, not a word. Just then, Greg gets off the phone and heads outside to talk to his parents. Mike sees this and adds, yet. Greg steps outside and says, Mom, Dad, I'd like to talk to you for a minute. 
Mike says, pull up a marigold and sit down. Greg giggles at his father's joke and says, well, you both said I'm an independent guy and I should make my own decisions, right? Mike, while continuing to plant marigold, says, to a degree, yeah. Mike looks at them firmly and says, well, I've got a decision about college. This perks both of them up and they look at him. Carol asks, and? Greg says, and I'm not going. <laughs> Carol has a look of disappointment on her face while Mike remains cool. Greg looks away from both of them and goes on. In fact, I uh, have an appointment to see my agent this afternoon. Mike just continues to plant, and after a few seconds of silence, he firmly says, don't expect us to congratulate you on your decision. <laughs> Greg says, no, I, I figured you'd be disappointed. Carol says, Greg, listen, fame is a fleeting thing, but a college education will last a lifetime. Greg says, I know all that, Mom, but right now I have a feeling I've got to give a singing career a chance. And then in a couple of years, college will fit in. Maybe. Mike and Carol continue to work as he talks. Greg goes on, anyway, I've made up my mind. He pauses for a moment and sees how cold and distant his parents are and leaves by saying, sorry, and he walks off. After he leaves, Mike shakes his head and looks down as if he's failed his oldest son. Carol shakes her head and says, I agree with what you're thinking. Mike says, well, after he gets back, I think I'm going to check out this music agent. Hmm. <clears throat> So I, I don't I don't understand why Greg and I don't mean to beat off a dead horse, but I don't understand why Greg can't go to college for music. I don't get it. I don't get it <laughs> because he's got a deal right now, right? <clears throat> but let's say the college is not going to work. Okay, at but the same time, right? But he doesn't even know if this deal's going to work. He doesn't know if he's going to be famous, right? But he said he, he wants. He's like he wants to give it a shot, right? But does he want to be a musician? Yeah. Or does he just want <laughs> Obviously. No, does he want to be a musician or does he just want to be famous because he an agent noticed him? Because if he well, wanted he said, to be a musician, he would opt for going to school for music. You know what I mean? Well, he said right now I feel like right <clears throat> now I have a feeling you've got to give a singing career a chance. Right. So I mean, it's for he me, obviously likes to do it. He's been doing it a long time. Well, I mean, for me it kind of equates to somebody dating somebody because they found out the person liked him. As opposed to, you know, liking that person in the first place and then finding out they liked you back. You know what I mean? To me, it's like that. Like, I get kind of get the feeling like the only reason Greg's into this is because he found out the agent was interested in him. Like, a week ago, he didn't he didn't care about being famous. He just, you know, so, <clears throat> I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I don't want to keep asking this question. How would you have handled that? <laughs> well, I mean, <laughs> we just... We already discussed that. This this old generation has a different way of handling things. Like they believed that um, they were very like, you know, authoritarian. You know what I mean? Like um, where now I think the newer generations have learned um, what it looks like and feels like to, to not only have a good relationship with your parents, but having a bad relationship with your parents. And um, yeah, um, we have those. I think me and you were lucky enough to have moms that – if we made a made a mistake and we do something that our moms didn't agree with, we got lectured, but our moms didn't like disown us. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> right. um, 
you know, like you hear a lot of horror stories about people coming out of the closet and then their parents like never like disowning them, never wanting to speak to them again and stuff. <clears throat> and I kind of feel yeah. like Mike's kind of acting like that. Like he's kind of like, you know, going to have a chip I on agree. his shoulder because Greg didn't make the decision he wanted him to. Like, would you rather have a good relationship with your kid and be there for him if they fail? Or would you rather them blindly <laughs> make the decisions you want them to their entire lives and never being happy themselves? You know what I mean? So I kind of might, I think Mike's being a little bitch about it. I do too. I think he could have handled that a lot better. You know, he could still be like, well, if that's your decision, okay, I respect it, but I think you're making a mistake. Right. Um, but the way he's acting, it's like, all right, when you fall flat on your ass, don't fucking cry and come exactly. back here because yeah, yeah. you're not welcome. You know, it's like you're going to lose the attic room. You know, it's, you know, it's marshes next year, right. you know, <laughs> and uh, like whenever my kids get yeah. in trouble, I tell them, you know, I would much rather you come to me about something like this, because if you can't come to me about something like this, you're never going to come to me when you're having like a legit problem with a female or a male or something, you know, or a real life yeah. problem. So I kind of feel like this was a learning opportunity and Mike kind of failed. So, <clears throat> Yeah, I agree. Yeah. But Greg should have fucking listened. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> <clears throat> All right, scene 13. Oh, God, it's a long one. All right. <clears throat> a bit later in the agent's office, Greg says, well, everything is squared away at home. I'm ready. But he shakes his hand and says, well, too much out of sight. Dynamite. <laughs> Tammy shakes his hand, too, and says, welcome aboard, Johnny Bravo. <laughs> Greg says, thanks, Tammy. So what's next? Tammy sits him down and says, you just sit back, relax, and enjoy the ride. Then she straddles him. <laughs> Greg chuckles, sits back, and props his feet up on the desk. Just like Buddy. Out of sight. <laughs> so, yeah, it's again, going back to my previous note, like, isn't Greg still in high school? <laughs> yeah, he still is. <laughs> you know, they offered him the wacky weed. You know, they did. <laughs> Scene 14. Next. Tammy is introducing Greg, I mean Johnny Bravo, around to his people. Her peeps. Tammy says, this is your PR man. He'll handle all your interviews, column plans, photo sessions, radio and TV spots, album liners, and billboards. He didn't look Puerto Rican oh, at all. and one other thing. Sorry. What? I said he didn't look Puerto Rican at all. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> it took me a second. I was like, what? <laughs> oh, and one other thing. Greg asks, what's that? Timmy yells to the door, oh, girls. Just then, the door opens up and a bunch of teenage girls step inside. Because apparently they just have them on retainer. Yeah, waiting the hallway. Yeah. I believe they call that prostitution, but no good. <laughs> we need a bunch of teenage girls that will pay to just stay in the hallway. <laughs> Timmy says, I introduce to you your very own Johnny Bravo. Do your thing, girls. The girls then all begin to scream and run over to Greg. I mean Johnny and tear his shirt up and hang, tear his shirt up and hang all over him like a pack of seagulls over a fat kid with a pizza at the beach. <laughs> <clears throat> a photographer runs in and takes pics alongside them. Just then, Tammy calls them off. Thank you, thank you, and the girls retreat back out the door. 
Greg is left standing there, barely wearing the shirt he had on. Tammy admires it and says, terrific. Greg attempts to tuck his shirt back in, <laughs> feeling awkward. <laughs> so I wrote, that was his own personal sh- personal shirt. That's kind of fucked up. <laughs> Why would they do that to him? That's his shirt. Like <laughs> He's going to wear that back home. <laughs> exactly, yeah. And he does. And he's even like you back home wearing state Damn. shirt. Damn. <laughs> That's kind of fucked up. All right. <laughs> Scene 15. Buddy and Tammy continue to introduce Johnny around. But he says, now, Johnny, this is your new attorney. He's got some pages for you to eyeball because you've got to be all legal like you dig. But, <laughs> but he shoves Johnny into a chair in front of the attorney papers. Johnny looks at all the documents in surprise and asks all these. But he says, uh-huh. Greg just sighs. <laughs> yeah, just the same note that I've said the past 38 times. Just that I don't think he's old enough to sign contracts, but okay. (laughs) Scene 16. A while later, Buddy, Tammy, and Johnny all return from the studio. Buddy's carrying a tape reel and says, boy, what a session. What a groovy session. (laughs) Damn, you sang like that? Was that you? (laughs) Damn, that one one you was. Yeah, that was you. That one you. I think he should do a uh, commercial spot for us. (laughs) Tammy says, I can't wait to hear the tape. But he loads the tape into a reel-to-reel and says, Oh, you're out of sight, baby. You're out of sight. Greg asks, Does it really sound all right? <laughs> Tammy says, Hang loose and listen, love. But he says, You've seen him and dug him. Now here he is with the beat that's sweet, with a job that's alive, your very own muchacho, Johnny Bravo. Just then, the track starts to play. Buddy is dancing around. <laughs> Not even to the as beat. Vocal st- yeah. <laughs> as the vocals start up, Greg walks closer to the reel-to-reel and asks, that's me? Tammy, excited, says, the new Johnny Bravo sound has got to be a hit. Buddy says, what do you think, star? <laughs> <laughs> what do you think, winner? <clears throat> Johnny says, what happened to my voice? Buddy says, with just a little bit of electronic sleight of hand. Greg shakes his head and says, it's terrible. You can't even hear my words. But he laughs and says, well, of course not. He looks over at Tammy as she giggles too. Greg stops the tape and says, that's not the way I sound. But he says, you? Now, come on, baby. You don't get hung up on an ego <laughs> trip. I mean, who cares how you sound? We're after the sound. There's a lot of work in that record. Greg asks, then what do you need me for? Tammy stands up and says, because you fit the suit. Greg in shock asks, the suit? He thinks for a second and asks, is that the reason you wanted me? Because I fit the suit? But he says, well, there's an awful lot of bread in those threads, baby. Tammy says, come on, it's a heavy promotion. Greg walks around to their side of the room and says, yeah, well, Tammy, buddy, I'm about to lay a new sound on you. <laughs> Tammy says, what's that, babe? <clears throat> Greg says, the sound of a guy taking a walk. You dig? And buddy was like, damn, like, you want to you try that again? <laughs> that was kind of late. <laughs> buddy asks, What? Greg walks over to his contract, still sitting on the desk, and says, 
Now listen close. Greg then tears the contract in half and states, adios, Johnny Bravo. And Buddy's like, damn, did you rip that? It was fucking good. (laughs) (laughs) He slams him down on the desk and walks out like a motherfucking boom. Boom. Tammy and Buddy try to stop him, but to no avail. Buddy then turns to Tammy and says, you know, that suit never really did fit right in the shoulders. <laughs> <laughs> I put that to me. I, I can't. I'm sorry. No, go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> no, you go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> no, go ahead and read your note. <laughs> no, no, for go real. Ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Okay. You know, I kind of felt like that like there was improv improvised. Maybe not improvised by the actor buddy, but like almost like on set. Okay. Like some cuz they do a lot of that kind of stuff like during shoots. I'd be like, yeah. "Hey, it'd be really funny if you said this mm-hmm. at the end like, you yeah, know, it never really fit right." And then it, it almost looked like there was the first time he said that line. <laughs> it was like, I don't know. It made him feel really cool. Um <laughs> no, my only note is the same thing happened to Twist from Fresh Beat Band. When he got invited <laughs> to be in the Dinosaur Band. And it's just because he fit into the dinosaur outfit. So I just want to say that. Gotcha. Yep. Scene, same thing. <clears throat> same thing. Scene 17. Back at home in the living room, Greg is telling his story to Mike and Carol, who are sitting on the chairs. Greg says, can you believe that? The only reason, bless you, the only reason they wanted me because I fit the suit. Carol, while you guessed it, is doing needlepoint. <laughs> says oh no greg goes on they didn't want me they wanted a robot carol says well honey you saved your father a trip to see them mike says you sure did you know in one way we're sorry it happened but in another way i'd like to go on record saying that we are very pleased Hmm. carol says mike are you sure you want to use the word record Hmm. mike and greg chuckle (laughs) mike goes on (laughs) See, I'm used to saying just laugh, but then you use the word chuckle. It throws me off. Because <laughs> that's what they did. They just chuckled. They didn't laugh. Yeah. Mike, they were just like, huh. Mike and Greg chuckle. Mike goes on. <laughs> well, do you think this is the end of your singing career? Greg says, no. This is the end of Johnny Bravo. Greg Brady still has a singing career. <laughs> hmm. Mike is such a dick here. Yeah. Yep. He's like, oh, man, that sucks, man. Oh, man. But I'm glad that happened to you. <laughs> like, thanks, Dad. Appreciate that. He's it's awesome. He's like the, the news anchors from that grape stomping lady video. <laughs> where they're like, ooh, ouch. And they're trying not to laugh. Like, and Mike's like that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Ooh, God. Ooh, that must sting a little bit. Yeah. But they're still happy for waiting. Um, <laughs> um I think it's kind of messed up, and this is an afterthought, that I think Barry Williams went on tour and, like, called himself Johnny Bravo. <laughs> like, what the fuck? <laughs> I don't know. So, <clears throat> anyways, go ahead. <laughs> scene 18. We're back now at the Hal Burton's TV talent review. As the music begins, we are blessed with another performance of Good Time Music mm. from... I still call them the Silver Platters. Yeah. I don't know if there's a group going by that name, but... Lady of Blues 
Mike, Carol, and Alice are all on the sides watching with pride. Mm. And that's how you write the scene for them performing. There you go. Um, <laughs> you you do it way better by actually going in. And then Greg takes two steps here, and then he does a plie. <laughs> plie. And Cindy does a simple box jumps step in the before air shuffling around to the right. Um, <laughs> um, I put down, they're like the Von Traps meet Schoolhouse Rocks. <laughs> scene 19. Later that night in the master bedroom ooh la la (laughs) Mike and Carol sit in bed each reading books suddenly there's a knock at the door Mike tells him to come in Greg walks in with pamphlets in his hand sits on the bed and says mom dad I've been studying these college pamphlets you gave me Carol asks and Greg says well I've decided that Norton has a lot going for it Mike smiles and looks at Carol. Greg goes on, but state has a lot to offer too. Greg, Hmm. Carol smiles real big and says, ah, you think you might go to state, Greg? Greg looks at her with a big smile and says, uh, no. Mike lights Hmm. up and says, ha ha, Norton. He looks at Carol with excitement. Greg says, no. Carol looks at Mike and says in a mocking tone, ha ha. Mike asks, (laughs) Well, where are you going to go? <laughs> Sorry, I made myself laugh. Greg gets off the bed and says, I mean, there's lots to consider. But after reading these pamphlets, I know exactly what to do. Mike asks, hmm. what? Greg quickly says, take a couple of three years off to travel. And can I have the keys to the car? Mike laughs and says, get no. out of here. No, you. <laughs> Greg leaves laughing at his own joke and tells him good night. Mike and Carol just look at each other and laugh. <laughs> um, yeah, I put down there, it's weird to think that Greg ends up being an OB, an OBGYN. It's so opposite from this episode. It's so, it's such a different path. So it's interesting. Well, is it though? I mean, Greg's always been into some pussy. That's you know true. Yeah, he's always been into girls' pants. So, or trying to. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah. So, mm. cool. All right. Like when he was like when the other one cheerleader over and he's like, let me take pictures. Now jump. Just jump for me in that skirt. Just keep jumping. I'm going to take more pictures. And you know, being the kind of person he is, he probably gives a family discount. <laughs> Sorry. That was, that was messed up. <laughs> hey, uh, Marsha, you haven't been in to see me in a while. <laughs> I don't know. I still think it's kind of weird. It's not weird. I'm a doctor. I'm professional. It's like, Merry Christmas. And Jan's like, <laughs> Merry Christmas, Marsha. Like, oh, what is it? Oh, it's, look at that. It's more coupons. That's, that's cool. <laughs> Jan's like, I'm due for mine. <laughs> and Greg's like, nah, I'm good. <laughs> oh. It must have been hell every time Jan and Marsha were pregnant. Has your water broke out? You want me? To, you want me to see? You want me to see <laughs> if you're dilated? Checked. I can see if you're dilated. I can do that. That's messed up. <laughs> Stop it. That's gross. <laughs> she keeps trying to reach under like her dress. Greg, will you stop? I just want to see how far. I'm just I'm. Do you want your water to break and not know it? God. <laughs> oh Jesus. <clears throat> We're so bad. 
And that's the end of the episode. <laughs> that's the end of the episode. <laughs> you know, I do have to say that, and this is a comment from one of our uh, listeners as well, that Jan looks so grown up she in does, this yeah, episode. Yeah. She does. Well, she, I she thought looks she looked grown older up than season. all of them. Yeah. She looks like older than Marsha and Greg yeah, combined. Yeah, that's <laughs> true. She doesn't look old, but I mean, she just looks like so much more mature now. Yeah. She probably is. She probably doesn't, probably doesn't hmm. laugh at the same joke. She's probably like, that's a so D-class thing. All right. So I have a review to read. Okay. <laughs> no, it's good. It's good. It's good. It's good. It's good. It's good. All right. So <laughs> this is from the bossy. The bossy. Ooh. So she like like a motherfucker boss. Boom. <sighs> but it's from Tammy K. You, so, you know why she wrote a review instead of just like like voicemailing us? What? Because if she tried to voicemail us, she would drop the mic. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I just made that up. <laughs> <laughs> right off the top of my head, just opened my mouth and out it came. All right. <laughs> so it's a five star review. Nice. And her uh, subject is I love listening to these sing alongs. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. That was the best mistake we've ever made. <laughs> well, you made it. <laughs> it was pretty good. Uh, okay. So she says, Tech and Jimmy make me laugh each and every episode. <laughs> Timmy K just laughs. <laughs> <laughs> the Brady Bunch has always been one of my favorite shows, and I love their synopsis and candid opinions about the show. How does Jimmy <laughs> feel about Carol? <laughs> hmm. <laughs> oh. Thanks so much for this podcast. I'm sad to know eventually it will have to end. Yeah, we are too. Tammy K. We really are. <clears throat> oh, thanks, Tammy. Yeah, we're we're awesome. we're sad. We talk about that sometimes off the air, like, man. Suck. We gotta stop doing this. The brain. We can't really realistically. We can't do it all over again because. You know. <laughs> Let's do it again. Season one. Start with season, season one. one. Nah, that wouldn't make any sense. <laughs> but we're gonna. But we are gonna try to. We're gonna milk this cow for everything we can. <laughs> <laughs> right. <sighs> yeah, we're gonna keep it going after this season. <laughs> But that does bring we'll up figure a, something out. Does bring up a good point. If any of you have an idea of what we should do next, mm-hmm. like by all means, yes, we'd let love us know. to hear back. Like especially, let you, us know. Do you want us to like you Patreon subscribers? We're we're looking at you guys. Like literally, mm-hmm. we're going to be looking at you guys soon. <laughs> like, yeah. To answer that question. <clears throat> yeah, but we'd like to hear from everyone. So, do you want us to do another podcast? Maybe another show. Do you want us to do a... I was trying to think of something funny, but I can't think of anything. <laughs> well, I mean, would they want us to do an old show versus a new show? Would they want to start another show from its beginning and go its entirety? Or do you want to bounce around a lot, like have a different show every week kind of thing? So mm-hmm. just let us or know. Or do you want it to be about something not a show at all and just uh, just a Tech and Jimmy podcast show. Yeah, but those are always boring. Stupid shit. Like, uh, me personally, I, I always, I, I always hate podcasts where they just sit around and bullshit. Like to me, that's just boring. It's got to mm. be. It's you got to bullshit about something. You can't just bullshit. <clears throat> oh, I agree. But I mean, it I could be you. movies. Like we had tossed around the idea of doing movies, like like movies that nobody's ever heard of, like eighties <laughs> and nineties yeah. movies that just got lost in the mix. We had talked about, mm-hmm. you know, uh, Gilligan's Island. 
But then mm-hmm. uh, a mutual friend of ours said, yeah, but you can't stream that anywhere. I was like, oh, shit. I didn't think about that. Jim. Sorry, we'll have to suck it up and actually spend money and buy the DVDs. Yeah, but his point was, right, but none of your listeners would be able to listen. <laughs> like Nobody would be able to do their homework. Like, um, Oh, you mean watch it? Yeah. Sure they can if they want to go buy the DVDs. Yeah. That's right. So my point is, to the listeners out there, you know, if there's a show that let you know, don't be embarrassed, don't be bashful. Um, you know, if, mm-hmm. if there's one of those shows, because I mean, we've had so many people and it shocked the crap out of me and Tech. Early on, our demographic was like what, 45 to 65 year old women in California or something, <laughs> something <laughs> like that. Um, but now we have we've had so many emails come in about kids that are like between 20 and 30. And it's always the same thing. It's like, hey, mm. me and my sibling discovered the Brady Bunch, and we absolutely love it. And it's so corny and good. And, and I think um, the um, the the whole COVID scenario kind of played into it and made people sit at home and discover things to watch. And so, if there's a show like that that you and your siblings love and you think it's great to make fun of, let us let us know. It doesn't have to be an old era show. I mean, me and Tech ourselves are you know forty six, forty seven. So. Um, it doesn't have to be an old show. It can be a new show. It can be as long as it can make fun of itself. I mean, if it's a show like the office yeah. where it already makes fun of itself, it'd be hard for us to really make fun of it. But yeah, but otherwise it, it would just work. be, if we did a show like that, it would be a never ending series of, <laughs> wasn't that funny? Yeah. All right. Well, that's been this week's episode. <laughs> you know, <laughs> right. So we can't really have that. <laughs> yeah. Did you notice that one of our listeners is actually from right here in Brevard County? Really? Too. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah. She kind of, Mentions that she's like, oh, I live in Brevard County, so she likes to hear all the references around. So is she is she yeah. close to our age or no? Um, I don't know. I have no idea. Oh, okay. It looks like it. <clears throat> nice. I wonder if I wonder if we, we know. To be like stalking her, maybe stalking her on Facebook. Yeah. I wonder if we know <laughs> her. Like, or she knows anybody we know. I don't know. She's probably a lot cooler than us, so probably not. Probably not. I I don't know her, so but you might. Maybe. I wonder if she ever went to Galaxy Skateway. <laughs> or Starlight Skateway or Shore Lanes on Merritt Island or Ron John Surf Shop <laughs> or Charlie's Teen Club um, back well, in she the actually, 80s. Huh? What? <laughs> she actually said uh, her comment was <laughs> on our post today. So it always amazed me how much the kids age from season four yeah, to season five. That's true. Jan looks like a completely different person. <laughs> Can't wait to hear the, the podcast. Um, I'm also from Brevard County. I love hearing the references. That's cool. Does she, she what emailed in or what? No, she was a comment on the post oh, okay. that we did today. Nice. That's cool. Yeah. And uh, Pepe wanted to make sure that we talked about um, Playboy Playmates. They said, be sure to talk about um, who was Playboy's Miss November 1969. Nice. And then you put, ooh la la. Ooh, la, la. <laughs> and he actually posted a picture of her. Right on. He sent a naked picture. Pepe. So no, Pepe sent you a naked picture? Naked. No, not <laughs> no. It was just a picture. <laughs> he posted in the comment section just a picture of her. That's cool. I googled her quickly, but I was more interested in like if she was still alive. That's really what I had looked up because I I was wanting to know like I wonder what this chick looks like now. And yeah, yeah, she's dead. So that and when I heard that she died when she was twenty nine, I'm like, what the fuck, twenty nine? God, it's horrible. So yeah, that is. Um, let's see. Lauren says, this is one of the better episodes. I haven't seen it in years, but remember the key scenes. Well, right. 
Barbara says, this is one of my all-time favorite episodes. Being a child of the 70s, I love the dresses the girls wore <laughs> at the end of Hal Burton's TV talent review. I cannot wait to hear your take on the episode. This is not the first comment about what they were wearing, because Jenny also said something. Please make note of the pantsuits the girls are wearing. Wow. I didn't even notice so, that. I'm, I'm off my game. You are off your game. Don't expect me to do it. <laughs> Because she it's, told me to do it. She goes, please make sure. But I'd already watched it. So I I didn't I didn't notice. <laughs> I did hear that um, in some of the episodes when Greg dresses all crazy, that that's his own mm-hmm. wardrobe. <laughs> like, like Barry Williams brought that stuff in himself because the show didn't have it. Mm-hmm. So I thought that was kind of funny. Amy Kate says, I love this episode. I reference he fit the suit often and no one gets it. I can't watch it, though, because it's one of the episodes that Hulu doesn't have. I know, Emmy. I know. Yeah, Jenny also commented again. This is this is a heavy what-are-they-wearing episode. I hope you were paying attention. Damn, that sucks. Um, oh, Laura says, also, I thought it was creepy the way Greg was singing You've Got to Be in Love and <laughs> singing the love song to, right into Cindy's eyes. <laughs> So yeah, yeah, we uh, we did too. <laughs> yeah, I'll I'll, st- I'll do a better job, guys, of looking at their wardrobe. I was so irritated by the way Greg was acting, <laughs> and honestly, smoking mirrors. I know. Um, yeah, I had some technical difficulties, so I was frantically trying to get this written at the last second. <laughs> so <laughs> that's part of it too. So I apologize. It's all good. All right. Well, uh, Tammy K, you know what we did here today? Huh? Ah. Don't be offended. We do love the show. We're not racist or sexist. No, we are not. Unless you want us to be. (laughs) Um, We would also. (laughs) No. We would also personally like to thank our producers from Patreon, because without you, this wouldn't Mm -hmm. be possible. And we are looking at you, Robert B. That's right. You thought you. Oh, he's our new producer. He thought he was going to get by and not notice. He was like, oh, man, I want to do this. And I'm saying, no, 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 no. It works on this show. So we, I'll do it quietly when they're on hiatus. Nope. So we, no, no. we appreciate you, Robert B. We really do, man. So uh, thank you <laughs> as our newest Patreon. Uh, so yeah, you're you're one of our producers. So yeah, yes. So we appreciate it. Thank, thank you, you, thank you, sir. So your homework assignments. Mm-hmm. Check out the website www.averybradypodcast.com. Mm-hmm. Do a rate and review, just like Tammy K did on Apple Podcasts, Podchaser, and Castbox. Tell two friends about the show. Mm. Or if you don't like it, tell your in-laws. <laughs> mm-hmm. Send an email to the show and tell us how you like or dislike the show at a very brady podcast at gmail.com. Join the Facebook group and join in the conversation and the fun at a very brady Facebook group. Mm-hmm. And if you'd like to be a producer like Robert B, check out the Patreon at patreon.com slash Podcast. And for those of you still listening to this, throw your hands up in the air and, and wave them like you just don't care. And then when you're done, <laughs> check out our Instagram at Podcast. Mm-hmm. Follow us on Facebook and get real-time updates if I'm going to be late, uh, which I hope I'm not this week because <laughs> usually be I'm pregnant. off on Mondays. Usually I'm off on Mondays, but my schedule changed, and now I got to work on Mondays. Oh, shit. It's going to be hard to edit this and also try to get a work day in. Right. So we may have to change the day it comes out. Mm, Unless we can record on Saturday nights. This is just between you and me. Unless we record on Saturday nights and I have Sunday to edit. Which if we have it come out on Thursdays. 
No, true or, that. True or Wednesdays. That. Wednesdays. Yeah, true that. True that. So, anyways, we'll figure it out. Go check out the retro network.com. If, if for those of you who are into the nostalgic part of the Brady Bunch, like there's some of you that just like the show, and that's totally cool. Me and Tucker like that. But for those of you that like that, like nostalgic because you grew up with the Brady Bunch and you kind of like that kind of feeling, even if you're not watching the Brady Bunch for that reason, check out the Retro Network because they have retro stuff from me and Tax generation where they talk about like GI Joe figures and all that kind of stuff. And they got as far as retro stuff goes, they got something for everybody. So we're not just saying that because we're part of their network. We join the network because we enjoy that kind of stuff. So we enjoy it. We think you will too. So yeah, go check out the retro network and check out our T public store for merch. And I did not get the shirt done yet, but it will be out soon. I will let you know, or we will let you know as soon as it is available. And you guys are going to like it. Trust me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And the last but not least thing on your list of homework assignments mm-hmm. is go watch the Brady Bunch. Go watch mm-hmm. the Brady Bunch because that's why we're all here. That's what bonds us all together. That is the glue that keeps all of us together. Oh, is, Jimmy, that was beautiful. It's the Brady Bunch. That's right. Yeah. So go watch the Brady Bunch. Go watch the Brady Bunch. Mm-hmm. Go watch the Brady Bunch. Yeah. And Tack is going to tell you now how you can mm. get started. How can I get started, Tack? Well, they can go check out the next episode, which is season five, episode two, Mail Order Hero. Bobby lies to his friends that he knows Joe Namath, but they Mm. don't believe him. Mm. So with Cindy's help, Bobby fakes a serious illness in order to get Namath to come to the house and visit him. And that'll be on the next episode. It'll be a good one. It's a good one. Uh, Yes. Cool. So unless you have anything else, nope. It was a good time off, but it's better coming back. Indeed. So uh, it's been fun. It's been real. It's been real fun. So yeah, um, welcome, welcome to season five. Hell yeah! And don't, don't, don't fret, people like Tammy. Don't fret because we got one more season after this. Mm-hmm. One more season. One more season. So, uh, we'll be together. Don't nobody go nowhere. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> you dig? All right. <laughs> <laughs> so unless you have anything else, I've been Jimmy. Man, you did that so good, Jimmy. You did that all yourself? <laughs> yeah, you Damn did. out of sight. <laughs> oh, dynamite. <laughs> Jamming number one. Yeah. And I've been Tack. And this has been a very Brady podcast. And we will see you on another sunshine day. Keep smoking. This has been a presentation of the Retro Network.